Hey guys, so it's been a hot minute since we've been on the podcast. I actually had to take a little bit of a break. We got super busy with the agency and just doing a lot of amazing things. And so obviously the podcast, you know, kind of, I don't want to say took a backseat because that makes me so sad, but I definitely did have to take a little bit of a break. You know, we reached 10K, we had all these amazing, amazing guests on, we launched a giveaway. And so now we're kind of getting back into the flow of things. So I am super excited to bring on our next guest. But before I do, just wanted to give you a little update. You know, the influence movement is something that I started almost a year and a half ago. And I wanted to be very clear on, you know, the reasoning behind why we started the influence movement. You know, we saw this amazing community of bloggers, of hustlers, of girl bosses, of brands wanting to connect with these people of influence. And we wanted to go ahead and create a platform for that. But the other reason why we wanted to create the influence movement is to discuss, you know, social media, to talk about tips, talk about tricks, to talk about how to launch a brand into the digital space. And if you're already launching a brand, who to be connected with. So our next guest is called Carly Bandy. She is the creator of the blogger called Beauty on a Budget, and she is an amazing Amazon fashionista. She is actually somebody that I was taking a lot of takeaways from on just different tips and tricks on how to sh- how to shop on a budget, how to, you know, get the maximum of your dollar when you're shopping, but also how to find fashion trends that aren't going to break your bank. And she was somebody that actually this was her first podcast ever, so super stoked for her. But she was somebody that I kind of saw that as an inspiration on a different side of things. You know, we see a lot of bloggers, we see a lot of fashion bloggers, but we don't see a whole lot of transparency as far as hey, look you know, I understand you're in college or I understand that you maybe don't have the financials to be a blogger or whatever it is. Here's some great tips and tricks on how to create a budget. From there, she also talks about creating a budget around starting a blog and how she did it and her inspiration behind it. So this episode is honestly really exciting. I know finances is something that I really, it's like a big theme for this podcast this year. And also to something that I want to dive more into and actually get some really amazing people on the show to talk about what it's like to run a business. You know, what do financials look like as a blogger, as an influencer and all the best tips and tricks to go ahead and, you know, just give you what you guys need. So the educational aspect of under the influence is definitely kind of becoming highlighted over these next few episodes. And I'm super excited about it because I want to provide you guys value. I want to provide you guys with the best top guests, you know, in the industry right now. And I'm excited to have her on. She gives some amazing tips. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. Hi, 
Hi guys, and welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. I am here with blogger extraordinaire, Miss Carly Bandy. Carly is somebody that immediately caught our attention because not only is she a blogger that it really kind of specializes in the fashion area, but she does it on a budget. Her Instagram handle is called Beautiful on a Budget, and I'm super excited to talk finances with her, talk about how to budget yourself, and how to really create a brand and business in the digital space off something that is affordable. So welcome, Carly. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Carly, can you tell us a little bit about Beautiful on the Budget and how you got started? So basically, way back when, when I was in high school, I loved shopping sales, you know, finding the best deal for things because, you know, working a job in high school, you're making very minimum wage. And I had a blog, but I was too scared to share it with anyone. So I ended up deleting it. And then in college, I found myself needing a creative outlet, but also being on a budget as well, you know, taking a full load of classes, trying to graduate early. But I didn't want to miss out on looking my best, feeling my best, and, you know, having those trend pieces that everyone else did. So I was already addicted to shopping and finding the sales. And so I just told myself, if I'm going to put so much time and effort, money and energy into that myself, then I feel like other people could probably benefit from it too. I know that a lot of people at college that I knew and my sorority really resonated with wanting to have these trendy items, but not being able to afford the cost of whatever it was at Nordstrom that someone was buying. And I would get questions about where I found things and how I found them. So I decided to launch Beautiful on a Budget, and that was in 2015. So now here we are a few years later, and it's still something that I'm extremely passionate about and just keep doing as kind of my side hustle. I love that so much. And I love that you're like so willing to talk about budgeting. I feel like nowadays we see so many different types of influencers or bloggers and they're so kind of consumed with, you know, they almost don't even know how to budget their brand, right? And I'm sure that I mean, there's so much that goes into this. That there's photography costs, there's outfit costs, there's time that you're spending on editing and content writing. So how did you kind of come up with a budget for your brand? So I kind of looked at what was most important to outsource and what I felt that I could really do myself. And when it comes to building a brand, you know, you hear a lot of people say you need to be working on your brand and not in your brand. And I do believe that, but there's a lot of things, especially if you don't have the funding or, you know, the help that you have to do yourself. And so for a while, you know, I worked with a photographer that it was kind of, I help you, you help me situation. She would take all my photos, but I would do the editing. So it wasn't too much of a time consuming task for her. So I think by finding people to help you and work with you, that's not all the time just a monetary exchange. You know, you're building relationships with these people. I think that that can really be helpful. A lot of people are into collaboration, and I'm a huge believer in collaboration over competition. And I think that if you can find people, local photographers, local stylists, local boutiques, anything that's in your niche that you can be like, Hey, I can help you. And you can help me. A lot of people are really willing to do that these days because services like this can be so expensive. And while I respect that because that is their business and their livelihood, sometimes you'll find someone that's starting out that would really like to get their foot in the door. And those are the people that, you know, you can help and they can also help you. So that was really helpful to be able to work with a photographer for a while to kind of get my groove down and find what I needed. And then 
as that relationship kind of faded away due to me moving farther from the city, my boyfriend started taking my photos. So I think just finding things that you can substitute is also a great way to budget your brand. There's some things that absolutely need a photographer and to put a little bit more time and money in it, but a lot of people enjoy real raw content. So an iPhone photo or even getting yourself a camera and investing in that, whether rather than a photographer, can really be beneficial in the end too. That's amazing. And I love that you talk about, you know, collaboration. I think in this space, you know, there is an, especially starting out, right? Like you need to go ahead and create those partnerships and create, you know, and even create that network. I I think one of the best things, yeah, I think one of the best examples I've seen from somebody that collaborated with somebody early on is, I don't know if you follow her, but her name is Arielle Levy. She was the photographer for the Skinny Confidential. And she was like, (laughs) who doesn't? But basically, you know, I mean, I shot with her way back in the day and just to see how much she's grown and to see all the amazing things that she's been shooting now because she partnered on with this blogger way back in the day, you know, and collaborated with her and, you know, opened herself up to, you know, working with her. I think that's such a good testimony of like, listen, you know, trade sometimes does work, you know, working with people in Mm -hmm. order to secure success in the future. You know, sometimes it's a longer term play rather than a short term. Totally. I think a lot of people can benefit from that. And in the long run, you build relationships with these people that last beyond the business transaction, I guess you could say, you know, you build friendships and these people really are in your corner supporting you and you supporting them. So it's much more than someone behind the camera and, you know, behind the editing screen, they become a part of your brand as well. Absolutely. So tell me why Amazon, you know, what, what kind of jumped out you know, toward you about Amazon. There's so many places to kind of do shop fast fashion or shop on a budget. Why did you choose Amazon? So I think what really drew me to Amazon at first is the fact that I'm very impatient. (laughs) I don't like having to wait, you know, a week and a half for something to be delivered to me. But I also don't want to have to go to the store and wait in line because then I end up picking up things that I don't necessarily need. So I started shopping on Amazon probably in 2012. And I just would buy random things here and there. But recently, they've just really gained momentum with a lot of great items. And I feel like people are scared to shop Amazon because they have like a negative connotation to it. And now just about everyone is shopping Amazon, which I think is great. But there's a way to strategically do it. And it takes a lot of time to search through and find the good stuff. But because everyone is shopping on there now, so many people are leaving honest reviews and photos. So I use a lot of that to gauge whether or not the purchase is going to be worth it or not. There's a lot of trial and error. I've had items that I've bought that didn't live up to expectations, but then I've bought other things that I'm like, wow, I've seen this skirt for $200 and it is basically the same material and I paid less than 20. So for me, I just think that Amazon is one of the greatest things that we have at our fingertips right now because you can not only buy clothes on there, but some beauty products, household items, technology, and it all comes to your door rather quickly. And you know, you can save a lot by shopping on there. And I think that's something that people forget often is that, you know, you don't have to pay the full price or the designer item that you can most likely find something very similar on Amazon if you just look 
hard enough. So I love the challenge of trying to find something that I saw elsewhere and finding it on Amazon. I love that. I think that's absolutely amazing. So tell me too a little bit about you know, I mean, there's, first off, I love that you're using Amazon. And I think the first person that comes to my mind when I think about Amazon is Colette Prime. Uh, Do you follow her? I do. I've actually been following her since the beginning. We've kept in touch over her time growing this account. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy that she is breaking that like stigma around Amazon and that she got that awesome feature and she works so hard and is so positive. And she's definitely someone I look to a lot when it comes to buying things and inspiration. And she she's killing the Amazon game for sure. <laughs> I love that so much. So tell me about like your maybe your top three budgeting tips for when you're shopping fashion, either on Amazon or on the daily. What's some takeaways that we could learn from? I think definitely keeping an eye out for sales. My favorite like sites other than Amazon to shop are like American Eagle, Abercrombie, you know, just a lot of great basics and they're always having sales. And you can usually know based off your brand, if that's something that you shop a lot, you know, if they're prone to having sales or if they're very few and far between. So I think if it's an item that you just cannot live without, it's selling so quickly, you know, maybe buying it in that moment so you don't miss out is worth it because it's something you're going to use. But I love to watch items. I love to watch when they go on sale and, you know, kind of seeing if it's going in and out of stock. So definitely watch for sales. That's a no brainer, but keeping up with those emails, I know people get a lot of them in their inbox, but often I'll get emails and it'll be like, Oh my gosh, finally I can get that pair of jeans that I've been wanting. Also downloading the apps for those brands is so helpful because they often do app exclusive sales. H&M does that a lot. They'll do like 15% off your purchase, but you have to go through the app to either get a code or purchase through the app. So that is great. That's another great tip. Also, I don't personally use credit cards to shop, but looking into like the points guy has great recommendations on which credit cards to use. And I know a lot of people get great rewards and cash back through that as well. And then lastly, I would just challenge people to find those items that are designer or high end or a little bit more expensive that they want and then go look elsewhere. Most of the time, the more basic everyday common brands are coming out with dupes and inspired items that either look exactly the same or very similar. So it might take a while, but it definitely will save you money in the long run. And it's totally worth it when you get to, you know, save that $100 on something that you could have, you know, you can use that money elsewhere. Amazing. And I I love that. I think that's such a great idea. So also tell us a little bit about, you know, you're very invested in fashion. I mean, I saw that you even went to New York Fashion Week. Tell us about how you're wanting to expand, you know, like your knowledge in fashion and also what you're giving to your audience about your own education on fashion. I think it's really important to be real and honest with them. So when I get items and I try them on, I show the items that don't work because more often than not, a lot of people are just showing what look what looks good on their body type. And I think it's important to show like, I bought this item and it was a complete fail. Or, you know, if someone wants to DM you and ask you, hey, do you mind asking your size? I think it's important to, if you're comfortable, be honest with them because I feel like there is a gap right now 
in the fashion industry that's not being met. And people are so desperately seeking women and men too, that are their size, that are real and have some curve to them. And while there's nothing wrong with someone who's a smaller build or tall or however, I think there's really this space that they want to feel like they look at that model and they relate to them. So I want to bring that to the fashion industry and I want them to know that, you know, there are clothes that fit them. There are things that look great on them with the curves. And so I really try and talk about dressing your curves a lot and what looks best and how you can tailor certain items to best fit you. So I think that just being really open and honest with them about what looks good on you and sharing that has been super helpful because, you know, I'm in a few Facebook groups and they're like, Hey, I need a blogger that's this height around this size. Can you help me? Because they're so flooded with people that don't really look like them. And I think right now in the industry, being very comfortable in the skin that you're in and just posting about what you feel good in is influence enough for those people that are looking for it. And I love that. And I love that you're tapping into how fashion is changing because I really do think that we're seeing such a shift, you know, as far as, you know, body type and body styles, it's not the same look over and over again. It is actual real women are kind of stepping into the forefront. Who do you feel like is your biggest inspiration in fashion? When it comes to fashion, I think that my biggest inspiration would probably have to be, I love Savan Ayla, anything that she wears. Our body types are very different, but that is kind of what I love about it is because it challenges me to find a way to wear what she's wearing on my build. You know, I'm 5'5", I wear a 6'8", sometimes a 10 depending on the brand and she's a little bit taller and more lean. And so seeing what she wears and challenging myself to make it work is something I love to do. So I love following her. She just keeps it real and her fashion is something that's huge for me. So I'd have to say her probably is my top number one that I can think of right now. Oh, I love her too. She's actually someone that I think is super inspiring as well. Mm -hmm. So I love to hear that. So what keeps you driven? Like what keeps you wanting to do this? Where does your passion come from? I found myself wanting to have all of the new and fresh trends when I was in college, but I didn't have the funds to do so. And like I said, I was already shopping and addicted to shopping and finding the best sales. So I combined that passion with that addiction to shopping to create my blog. And I want others to be able to be on trend as well without feeling like they have to spend their entire paycheck on two items because another blogger said that you had to have this $400 sweater. So my passion behind it is making it known that there's other options out there. And there's even other options that are, that will make you feel on trend and give you that same look. It doesn't need to be the same name brand or the same tag. And so that's what I'm most passionate about is making it known that you don't have to spend all of this money just to stay on trend. And I think that's such a stigma right now. It's like, oh, I want this, but it costs this much rather than being like, oh, I want this. Let me find the affordable alternative. So affordable fashion is what keeps me going. It's my passion. And people saying like, thank you so much for finding this dupe or this inspired item for me is something that makes my day. And I love that knowing even one person gets something out of it. So I think the people that follow me as well are definitely what keeps me going and makes me passionate about this. 
I love that so much. So what do you feel like you, your audience asks you like the most advice for? Is it budgeting? Is it where to find a certain look? Is it how to style a certain look? Tell me, tell me what they ask you or what you feel like you kind of tap into. A lot of the times people are asking me, Hey, I found this item for this much. Here's a photo. Can you help me find something similar or just items in general? Like, Hey, I need a tote bag. Recently on my IG stories, um, I was having this huge, what's the perfect tote bag. I wanted the Dagny Dover, but I didn't want to spend the money. So there was this long saga of finding that perfect bag. And I ended up finding a great dupe on Amazon and being able to share that with my followers. So they often ask a lot about that. They ask some travel tips and packing and, you know, how to best do things on a budget. Not a lot of the financial stuff comes into play, I think, just because they see the price tag of what I'm sharing versus what other people are sharing. But they do a lot of asking of, hey, how can I style this otherwise? Or, hey, this is my build. Do you think what you just posted will look good on me? Or can you be honest about the fit and the comfort level? So they ask a lot about just more in-depth recommendations and reviews of things that I'm posting. And Often I'll do like one of the question boxes on my stories and they always ask like, can you post affordable skincare or how to get started on my skincare routine? So I think a lot of these girls that follow me and women just are starting from the basics, which is great. And they want to know how to get that beauty journey, skincare journey, fashion journey started. So I love that a lot of them come for me, come to me for that. Yeah, 100%. And I I love that, you know, they come to you with so many different things and it seems like you're really serving your audience well. So I want to tell you about one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Well, it's not really so guilty. Beauty Bar Chocolate is an amazing, amazing chocolate bar actually created by one of our show guests, Candice. And it's basically been created to be a way to enjoy chocolate without all the guilt. Beauty Bar Chocolate is sugar-free. It's created with adaptogens and even pearl collagen, which gives you this amazing natural spa glow. It's made with 83% raw chocolate, and it's actually created to relieve stress, fight fatigue, and balance hormones. It's keto and paleo friendly. And let me tell you what, I have to have a little bar every night before I go to bed. It's the greatest. I love that it has collagen in it. I love that it incorporates pearl. And it's something that I absolutely cannot live without. So go ahead and check out beautybarchocolate.com. And while you're checking out, use discount code under the influence for 10% off. That's under the influence at checkout. And enjoy and get your beauty on with Beauty Bar Chocolate. So I guess my last kind of question on the finance end is how did you, you know, you wanted all these styles, you wanted all this fashion and you felt inspired to help women kind of find ways to be budget friendly. How did you build your blog and your brand while being budget friendly? Like what are some tips that you can offer bloggers out there that want to do something similar to what you're doing that maybe don't have a huge financial budget? So my top tips for this are finding things in your closet when it comes to styling outfits wise. If you want to be a blogger or you just want to create great outfits yourself, finding items in your closet that you can tweak to kind of make on trend now. There's a lot of great basics 
that you probably already have and basics are very in right now. So I encourage you to go through your closet and find things that you love wearing or things that might've come back in style. And then those items that you don't like the way they look on you or you feel like they just don't serve you well anymore, sell them. Go on Poshmark, go to your local consignment store and sell them. There's someone that's going to love them. And then that makes more room for you to use that money and buy the items that you are looking for. Poshmark has been huge for me cleaning out my closet and being able to use those funds to support my blog and bring you guys new clothes. Another thing definitely would be watching for sales. You know, like I said, I'm an impatient person, so it's hard not just buying it when I see it, but watching for that to come on sale. There's also probably stores in your area like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, um, Bargain Hunt, Last Chance, things like that that sell designer clothes and high-end items at a lower ticket price. So I encourage you to take a day and go and dig through it and you'll most likely find one or two items that you get on such a steal. But when it comes to the brand and the blogging side and doing that on a budget, YouTube, you can learn anything. Um, I actually took classes from someone named Megan McQueen, um, Bloom into Beautiful. I took some classes from her. I've learned a lot from my friend, Victoria Van Ness, who just launched the A to Z Influence ebook. So there's a lot of great paid resources that you can budget out for, but there's also a lot of great online resources on Pinterest, YouTube, other bloggers that are sharing their tips on how to do this. And as far as the website goes, I suggest using a free platform at first and finding a domain that's either, you know, very inexpensive or free and using that and going on YouTube and learning how to use the back end. There's no need really at this point, unless you're trying to launch a major brand or you've reached that point where you need to take it to the next level to hire a web designer because you can learn so much of it online and you can purchase really affordable, inexpensive themes for your website. So you can make it look exactly how you want it for a really affordable price. So I think just finding what you want and finding a way to get a theme or learn it on YouTube is super helpful rather than outsourcing everything and you know putting yourself into debt or spending an arm and a leg trying to get there. Absolutely. Well, I think that's amazing feedback. And I I think that those were such great tips for those wanting to start out. So I want to kind of move into talking about influence and talking about your audience. So how do you feel like now that you've been in this fashion world, how do you feel like brands can be a better influence onto their community? I think using real men and women in their campaigns is huge. The first brand that comes to mind when I think of that is American Eagle. Iskra Lawrence, I hope I'm not butchering that pronunciation, but she is someone who is just paving the way. And I love that American Eagle is using real women for their campaigns because you can go on their website and find someone that resembles you and feel represented there. And you're more likely to buy their clothing because you know what it's going to look like on you. American Eagle also... um, SSI and Camille Caustic, they're doing wonders for just promoting body positivity. So I think finding brands like that and following those brands really helps because it puts you in a mindset like I'm perfect the way that I am and I don't need to change my size and, you know, break myself down to fit the industry mold. I think that the industry mold is slowly changing and becoming more fluid to include anyone and everyone. I think H&M is starting to do that a lot more too. 
And I love that they use real people to do that. I think beauty brands are also kind of paving that way as well, offering more shade ranges. And I think that there's no reason why any brand shouldn't have a shade for everyone or a way to mix two to get there. So I think there's a lot of brands moving that way. And I just love seeing that. And I love that people are being more inclusive and there is someone and something for everyone. And I think you just gotta, you gotta find that for you and really stick with it. I think that's an amazing, amazing takeaway. And I completely agree. Like I said, I love the way that fashion is moving and the new directions that we're taking and, you know, just being inclusive of every body type. I think that's something too, that I'm very excited about, you know, for the future and to see that, you know, growing up, there was always kind of like one type of model, you know, there's always kind of one type of body type and you would look at these girls or look at magazines and you'd fall in love with the style, but it always wasn't, you know, the most flattering fit for you or didn't work with your body. So I, I completely agree. And I think that's a really, really great takeaway. So moving off of that, how, tell me in your own words, what you think influence means to you. To me, I just think influence is someone who cares about providing their audience with authentic and true to you content. I don't think it really matters on the number of followers that you have or how many likes you get or how many views you get. I think it's about you as a person and your desire to provide real content. I know that people love watching Instagram stories. That is where it is at these days. And someone you can get on there with no makeup and just be real and be like, I'm tired or I had too much fun last night or I don't feel like myself today. And I think people sharing real life struggles and being authentic and wanting to build relationships with the people that you already have following you is what makes you influential or an influencer. And so many people are so focused on just growing, 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 growing that we often forget to focus on the ones that are already here, the followers that we already have. And I get lost in that sometimes to myself. And then I have to kind of remind myself, like, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for the people that are already cheering me on and championing, championing, championing me to <laughs> success. And, you know, there's so many people that I know by name and by Instagram handle that I talk to regularly because they feel like we're friends and I feel like I'm friends with them. So I just think that it's someone who makes these trusted relationships with people on the basis of you showing your true self. Absolutely. And I think authenticity is such a theme right now. You know, I think we're seeing that there's so many ways to grow your platform, but those that are truly successful are the ones that have that transparency. And like you said, they are sharing, you know, the moments in their life where maybe it's not so glamorous. You know, they're showing you behind the scenes. They're showing you, you know, a true vision into their own lives. Absolutely. Cool. So what do you think if you could give a tip to those out there that are wanting to start, what is like your best influential tip, whether it's in business, social media, brand development, budgeting, what's your best influential tip? So when I was thinking about this question, because I've been listening to the podcast and <laughs> I kind of have a few, so I'm going to try to make them quick, but stop doing loop giveaways. <laughs> I know that's going to hurt some people's feelings, but if you want to give something away, find a brand that you're passionate about and work with them or two or three girls that you actually know and work with them. 
I think loop giveaways are just an easy way out. And I know so many people get frustrated with them. Don't buy your followers. It's not worth it. Even if IG gets rid of the like count, it's just not worth it. You want to be able to pat yourself on the back at the end of the day, knowing that you did it the right way. No matter if you're at 2,000 or you're at 200,000, just knowing you did it authentically is going to be so amazing for you in the long run. And only taking collaborations with brands that you connect with. Maybe you've not tried them before, but you know that you resonate with their mission and their vision statement. Or it's a brand that you already use and love in your everyday life because it's so apparent when an influencer goes to do a collab and it's like, this is not you. And you want to build on your authenticity. So only partner with people that you know in real life you would buy that product or you would use that service. If you have a unique idea, just go for it. Michael Bostick said on one of the Skinny Confidential podcasts, just launch it. You don't need to wait till it's perfect because if you do, you'll never launch it. Just launch what you're thinking, do what you're trying to do and perfect it as you go. You know, you can always grow, but if you don't do it now, it's just, you're going to miss your window of opportunity. Utilize SEO to your best ability. I do that in my everyday job. So really drive everything back to your website. I know that a lot of people are moving to just Instagram, but having your own domain at the end of the day is so important because Instagram could disappear. And I hope that never happens, but that's (laughs) where everything lives. And so drive all your content, everything back to your blog. It's the only thing that you own. And lastly, find something that makes you you and makes your account stand out. Something I started doing a few months ago was Wednesday wish lists, And I will share most of the time it's Amazon, you know, like 10 to 15 things that like I want right now. And people go crazy over it. So find something that is true to you and stick with it. And people will always be, you know, coming back for more of that, whether it's a newsletter, an Insta story segment, or a blog post that you do on the regular. Wow. That's amazing. And I love that you referenced Michael Bostick. He's great. Him and Lauren are amazing. So I think that's amazing. I want to go ahead and move into some rapid fire questions with you. You've been such a fun guest to have on. And I love, you know, really chatting with you about kind of budgeting and fashion and Amazon and things like that. You're kind of my first guest that I've had on where we're chatting more on like the budget-friendly side of things as far as fashion. So I'm, I'm super stoked, um, but let's go ahead and jump right into it. Who is your favorite Instagram or Instagrammer to stalk? Savon Ayla and Casey Holmes are my two go-to. I love their stories. I love their feeds. I love them in general. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, what about your favorite social media hack? using the polls and the question boxes to your benefit. Get to know your followers, ask them what they want from you, ask them fun questions, do this or that, would you rather, just have fun and don't always be so serious, but use those to get to know the people that are already following you. Okay, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. What about your go-to self-love practice? I get my nails done every two weeks on the dot. It's definitely something that might not be the most budget-friendly option, but I have a salon that I go to that's very affordable, and it's something that just makes me feel put together and like I can conquer anything because I use my hands so much. So find something that you really love and set aside that money to treat yourself and take the time to just breathe. That can be Netflix. That can be doing a face mask, but for me – my nails because I can't be on my phone. So I'm forced to 
step away. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Okay. What about your favorite, I call it like your favorite weird ass fashion trend. Like some people are obsessed with the dad shoes right now. People are doing blogger squats. What's your favorite weird fashion trend right now? So biker shorts are my new guilty pleasure. I love being lazy. I love being comfortable. I love not having to unbutton my pants after I just ate Mexican. So biker shorts are where it's at. My boyfriend is like, you're really wearing those out. And I'm like, absolutely. And I rock them proudly. So if you haven't jumped onto that yet, they will change your life because they're so comfortable. That's amazing. I love biker shorts. I'm actually going to be, I'm headed out to LA today and I'm thinking I'm going to rock it with a blazer. That's kind of my favorite look right now. That's, that's something I want to shoot. So that'll be fun when I hop out of the car and that's what I'm wearing. And I'm like, okay, time to take my picture. And he's going to be like, please no more biker shorts. (laughs) Love the blazer idea. Oh, I love that. Okay. What about your favorite go-to cocktail or mocktail? Spicy Marg. With or without mm. tequila, I've been making them at home. I'm actually going to be sharing my recipe on the blog soon. I live for a good like spicy marg or a jalapeno cucumber concoction. Oh my gosh, yum! So, and you said you make it sometimes without the alcohol in it or without the tequila? Yes. How does that turn out? Pretty good. So I'll just do like a Lacroix base with fresh squeezed lemon, fresh squeezed lime, some agave, and then some chopped up jalapeno shake that together, obviously without the LaCroix, um, add that on top and then do like a chili lime rim. And it's really refreshing by the pool, you know, on days where you don't feel like drinking. I love that. And I think that's amazing. I love a good spicy margarita. Um, I'm trying this new thing where me and my boyfriend don't drink during the week. So we're like trying to be better. Well, it's like bikini season and we're trying to be good. And so, but I love coming home and having like a glass of wine or like we go to happy hours all the time, like right Mm -hmm. after work. So I'm going to try that. I love that. That's a great idea. Use a little LaCroix with some just fun stuff in it and makes you feel like you're having a real cocktail. That's amazing. Well, that's a great one. Okay. What about your favorite reality TV show? Any of the Bachelor franchise shows. I can't stop watching. I always say I'm not going to watch the next season. And then I get drawn in because it's just, it's like a mess you can't stop looking at. And I'm so <laughs> for Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I also like to read the spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just love watching it from a, a viewpoint of how they edit it, knowing the outcome ahead of time. I love that you called it a mess you can't stop looking at. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think I'm going to go ahead and start using that for every every sort of bachelor thing I run into. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, what about your favorite podcasts? I love The Skinny Confidential, of course. It is probably the one thing I look forward to always in the podcast app trying to find. They just have such a great range of guests and topics and things that they talk about. They're so authentic and so candid from business tips to just everyday life. So that's my go-to. That's a good one. I do love the Skinny Confidential. They're so good. They're amazing. So that's a great one. Okay. What about your favorite business owner? I got to say the morning toast girls. I am a toaster through and through. Claudia (laughs) and Jackie are just killing it. They are creating such an amazing community and they are running a business in all the right ways from where I see it. And I think that they do such a great job on producing premium content, but also, you know, being real and 
engaging with the people that follow them and watch their show every day. That's amazing. And then the last question that we're going to end on is who is your favorite person of influence or influencer or somebody that just is truly inspiring to you? Oh goodness. This might take me a second. This is a fun one. Um, Serena Kerrigan. I don't know if you know who she is. I'm trying to switch up my answer and not say someone who I've already said a million times, but Serena Kerrigan, she lives in New York, works for Refinery29, and she just has this attitude of like, I'm a boss and you can tell me I can't do something, but like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. So I think that her feed is just refreshing. She's so positive. She's so influential and she is just so fun to follow. I could only imagine what being friends with her in real life is like. So she is definitely, she's bold. She is out there, but she is so authentic and true to herself in all I love that. She's a great person to reference in that. And I think absolutely she's super influential, but she's also just a really great inspiration. So I love that. I think that's absolutely amazing. And Carly, I'm just so excited we had you on the show. Thank you so much for your time and sharing your insight and just going under the influence with us. 